Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a Geek Network special interview. As always, I am your host, Keith, and I am joined by my uh, co-host today, and I will introduce them in just a moment. But first, I want to welcome our special guest, artist of the comic Die, Stephanie Hahn. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us from way across the pond. Uh, we really appreciate that. Thank you. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, you have to excuse my French. Like, uh. oh, not at all. It's such a cool <laughs> accent. <laughs> no, no, I, I like. I really appreciate it, especially with everything going on in the world. It's really great to be reaching out to people. You know, we don't have a lot to do, so you know, if nothing else, it's <laughs> a good time to talk. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, so at, at our Geek Network, uh, our series of shows are based on all forms of media that we consume. Um, most of us got to know each other by just talking about what we like. So in the spirit of our first show, which is called Binge Watching, I want to know what have you been watching? Uh, like on TV shows? Um, yes. Recently, uh, I watched The Witcher. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was actually good. And I, I started like the first three minutes of uh, Westwards, but I was like, oh, no, I, I need to be very focused to watch this because I was working at the same time. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't really focus, and I really want to watch this. Oh, yeah. I, I love <laughs> yeah. Westworld, but, yeah, you can't casually watch it. <laughs> I tried that once, and about I missed, like, I half watched like two episodes and I was already completely lost. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it demands your time. <laughs> and Westworld is fantastic. Like, uh, I, I could even rewatch the first two seasons just to be sure that I got everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those shows. You want to rewatch it. You want to pick it apart. So yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, awesome. <laughs> well, um, first I'd like to introduce my first co-host, uh, Sir Thomas, who has another question for you. Um, yes, I actually do. I would like to know if you've been playing any sort of video games, tabletop games, anything like that. So recently, uh, so I have been a very hardcore uh, video game player for a while. And um, when they started to do the MMORPG games, I was like, if I start this, I will never be able to stop. So this <laughs> is basically when I stopped playing. But obviously now I have a bit more time. So uh, I... I found my old PlayStation Three, and uh, I know it's not the the, the like uh, the most recent one, but uh, some friend of mine actually lent me some. You know, I was really a fan of Final Fantasy games, and mm. so I have one of those recent Final Fantasy. I'm not too sure about it, but I, I will try it. Yeah, it's it's one of the ones with the Roman numerals, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, yeah, I mean, that's a great series. And honestly, the PlayStation 3 is probably one of the most recent consoles that just changed my world. I mean, I love my PlayStation 4, but I think I seriously put a lot more time into my PS3 than I do oh, my PS4. I'm an hardcore PlayStation 1 fan, you know, like all the best oh, games yeah. were on <laughs> PlayStation 1. Yeah, for a while, I was just fantasizing about creating new games for the old PlayStation 1, like... Why do you need more? Like, of course, you have a lot of uh, very beautiful graphics, but, you know, after a while, it's just very beautiful to watch and not so entertaining as it was. Mm-hmm. Like Final Fantasy VII, for me, it was like that. Mm-hmm. There is nothing better. Yeah. 
and yeah and that that was the glory age of final fantasy was you know the playstation mm-hmm. one because it's seven eight and nine which are three of the best games ever yeah. made i saw so. the design from yoshitaka amano which is awesome so, well, well I, I really love yoshitaka amano i recently saw some originals of, uh, of him it was insane mm-hmm <laughs> All right, and then we're going to shift gears to my other co-host today, Josue, who has a uh, third question. Hi, it's Josue. Pleasure to meet you, Stephanie. Uh, so I, uh, hi, uh, I host uh, Infinite Playlist, which is more of a music-based one. Uh, so we'd like to know, what have you been killing time uh, listening to? Oh, right now I'm mostly listening to the radio uh, for uh, news. So yeah. Yeah. Let me see which is the last album I actually downloaded. Uh, so, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, ah, best of from the Pixies apparently is the last thing. Awesome. <laughs> a lot of Lizzo, of course. Uh, Baby Metal. Yeah, I don't know if you heard yes. about. <laughs> <laughs> we love them. We've talked about Baby Metal a lot on the on the show. So. <laughs> Baby Metal is awesome to work, especially for sketches. Like uh, very fast. Oh, I bet. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, some French things you've never heard about, I'm pretty sure about. Uh, about. Oh, we would um, love to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, that girl's called Clara Luciani. It's, it's very nice, a bit sweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thomas Fersen, uh, really, you won't know, it's, it's pretty obscure. <laughs> awesome. Well, we, we like obscure. That's We <laughs> like to reach out and find music, so... Um, we actually had a um, episode of our show dedicated entirely to music in other languages. So, and uh, oh, I'm going to send you stuff. <laughs> definitely, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, and then we're wrapping up with our last question, um, and uh, it's back to me for this one. With our show, we have issues. This is the one I host every week, and it's the one revolving around comic books and books. Mm-hmm. So, I want to know what have you been reading. Oh, uh, nothing too recent. I've been starting to um, read again all my Pratchett collection, which is quite mm-hmm. expensive. And uh, uh, and this morning I read uh, The Mouse Guards, uh, which also oh. is an old thing, but I really love it. It's great. I, lo- I love the, the design of Mouse Guard. Like, yes. It's really well, like, I, I just like the, I don't know, the character design and the, the backgrounds are really nice. It's just really nice to look at. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could do that kind of thing. It's so graphical and beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Well, talking about Terry Pratchett, um, anyone who listens to our shows knows that he's my favorite author ever. Um, <laughs> I actually do a weekly review of one of his books pretty much every week so that I could try to get people into him. <laughs> you uh, know, I usually always have an extra Good Omens book with me because I, I always love to uh, uh, offer it to people. It's like, oh, yeah. please take this one. It's like a special one. You can keep it. So I have I have three <laughs> copies of Good Omens for that very reason. <laughs> like, like, I literally just give it away. Like people will borrow it, and I'm like, just don't return it. Keep it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> the, like the first time I actually read Good Omens, it was my first time reading any Pratchett ever, and I bought it like it was in a thrift store. And uh, the book uh, I bought it because I kind of heard about Terry Pratchett, but I knew Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I'm going to just buy it. It's, it doesn't look too big. 
it's gonna be okay. Uh, I started to read at like at 3, 3 a.m. in my bath. And I just started to laugh out loud, really, in my bath at 3 a.m. It was just like, <laughs> this is, I just fell in love, you know. And uh, I also found some, uh, I don't know, you know, when you read something when you're young and you just enjoy it fully, uh, I kind of forgot about that feeling for a while. I was just happy to read things, but I, I was um, not really having so much fun. But Pratchett, I'm always having fun. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's one of the best humor writers ever, and he. But it also everything has a heart. Yes. So like, and it's just, and his characters are so vivid and wonderful, and uh, like I love them. I really love the uh, the watch, the night watch. Yes, of course. And I love Moist from Going Postal and the series. <laughs> yeah, He's hilarious. Him and uh, Adorabelle are amazing together. Like I love their interactions. Like uh. <laughs> so, very well, excited about the live action live um, action adaptation of the watch coming up soon. Actually. But you know, my favorite book from uh, the Discourse series is uh, Small Gods. Yes, it's so good. I actually read it several times, and uh, it's just like it's got the f- best first chapter ever written, I think. <laughs> you know That's what interesting. It, it talks about the sponges and, uh, and the turtles, how the turtles make it by being like, too complicated to eat. Like, uh, and then you have the eagle and the eagle is participating to the evolution theory because one of these days the turtle is going to uh, learn how to fly. It's like the best <laughs> introduction ever. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I lo- yeah. That's a really, really great book. I haven't reviewed that one yet. I might do that next week. So <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, uh, they're starting to convert me, I think. <laughs> dude, you need to read it. If nothing else, watch one of the BBC adaptations, think- like maybe of... Um, Maybe the Color of Magic one, and you'll get a good idea of what it's like. I don't know. I'm not too fan about the BBC adaptations because you you miss all the small notes in the yeah. the, the bottom of the pages. Yeah, I was, I, I, I was introduced to Pratchett because my girlfriend at the time. I was going to go on a long plane ride and she's like, give me a copy of going postal and said, here, read this while you're gone. I'm like, okay. And from there I fell in love. So <laughs> I want to read them in English. The, the first, uh, the first thing is um, I actually started reading them in French and because they translated all the names, I kind of was lost when I, uh, I tried to switch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also the translator is actually extremely good. So it's very difficult to switch after, even though I really want to. <laughs> awesome. Well, I don't want to stick on this too long, but I did want to ask, were you able to watch the Amazon Prime Good Omens show? And what did you think of it? Oh, I actually loved it. But uh, I was very disappointed to not see the like the bikers of the apocalypse. I don't know what it's yes. like. <laughs> they were my favorite characters in the book. <laughs> It's great, and, the, and then the four other bikers, that whole thing, where uh, there are other things that trouble people, and just yeah. it's so funny, like, <laughs> such a great joke, awesome. Yes. <laughs> I really love David Tennant, and so it was really good. Oh, of course. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all that. I feel like we got to know you pretty well. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get into the um, the details of why we're here today. So uh, 
most people in the comic book industry are going to know you of one of two things, uh, either a cover artist or the artist of the comic book die. Mm-hmm. Um, now I do want to go ahead and talk about, uh, those specific things as far as your work goes, but we do have a couple artists that actually listen to the show. So I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about the equipment you use. I believe you draw on a tablet. Um, you know, is there anything specific you want to like, um, share that you're about your process that they might be interested in hearing? Oh no, <laughs> I'm very <laughs> bad. Uh, even for me, my process, uh, my process is very laborious. Uh, I wouldn't advise anybody to be like me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so slow. You know, I really envy people who can ink four pages a day. I, like, I'm, I'm sweating on one page a day at most. Yeah. But I mean, it, it shows in your in the quality of your work. Um, th- there are people that can ink a bunch, a whole bunch of uh, pages. Um, but like uh, your work, it reminds me of not not visually, but it's like Alex Ross in that he takes a long time, but it's worth it in the end. And it's 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 very. Uh, there's a there's a worth to it, I guess. I don't know, like more. You could put it on a wall if that makes sense. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> the well, payoff of course, is worth nothing. coming up. It's just every time. <laughs> Nobody would dare desecrate a an issue of die, but yes, it is worthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Of course. So I, I wanted to ask then. Um, how did you get into comic art? Were you an artist first who discovered comics, um, or was it the oh, other way around? That's a long story. Um, <laughs> no, because uh, I, I basically I, I was born and raised in a very small village in France, like uh, 600 people living there. Um, when I was a child, my mother used to take me to a supermarket, very small one. And there was, like, in the supermarket, a small uh, comic book portion, like French comic books, obviously. Mm -hmm. And she used to leave me there for the time while she was, like, shopping and take me, like, um, 30 minutes later with a pile of books on my side, you know. Uh, It was different times. You you cannot (laughs) leave a child (laughs) in a supermarket. But, you know, it was in the 80s or something, so... I guess people used to do that. Um, and so I grew up with like the Smurf and uh, Asterix, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my first introduction to comic art, I guess. And my father, uh, he used to read um, uh, Titans and Strange, which were French editions, collections of uh, Marvel comics. Um, that were like um, mm-hmm. Iron Man, uh, the New Mittens, the West Coast Avengers, I guess, mm-hmm. and some French things by um, Miton, was called? I don't remember the name. Um, and I really loved it, uh, but there was also it was also the time where Sinkiewicz started to do the New Mittens, mm-hmm. and I was way too young to um, be able to grasp the genius of Bill Sinkiewicz. So I was like, oh, no, 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 I cannot read that anymore. Uh, I was 10 or something. Mm. And then I stopped reading comics because I um, I didn't really realize that there was also an adult section for uh, comic books. And then I went to French university and uh, um, my roommate, she, she was like, oh, 
you your drawing is the kind you can find in comics. You should you should maybe and I was like, What? The Smurfs? No, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so she actually had a collection and she lent me a few of them, like a French ones and a few English ones. There she had some Calvin and Hobbes things too. That was oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, French things uh, from um Bourgeon called uh, Les Passagers du Vent. Uh, um, I don't have the French. I don't think it's ever been translated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really nice. And so for a while after that, I started reading French comics. Um, there was a, a comic book store, a local comic book store, and I read everything they had. It took me a year. Like I, I would go there every day after school. <laughs> I would stay for, yeah, I was the awkward young girl uh, in the corner. She means the pile of books. Uh, which is actually funny because now each time I, I meet one uh, of these French uh, comic book artists, like, oh, yeah, I did something when I was young. You never heard about it. It's like, eh, try me. And I always know what they're talking about. <laughs> Were uh, you a big fan of Black Sad at all? Uh, uh, it, it was before Black Sad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and after that, I met a group of um, role players with whom I played for a couple of years. And one of them was a big fan of Alan Moore and Frank Miller. So he actually gave me a few of them. And this is when I started reading American comics. So this is how I got into comics. But then how I... Uh, do you want to know how I started doing comics? Yes, please. Of course. Of course. Oh, so I went to art school and I really wanted to create illustration for adults. The closest was comic books because I really wanted to do something that everybody could, um, you know, enjoy without any any other thing than the joy of reading mm-hmm. and take them, take the, the, the art with them, like in the subway or with them and sleep on it. But I don't know, but uh, uh, I really wanted to do something that could be close to people. And so I started doing French comic books. Uh, my first publisher was a French uh, publisher, and I, I was also a writer at that moment. And then I realized that I wasn't as good as I thought I was, and neither in art nor in writing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just focus on one of them, and maybe I'll go back to the other. And I chose art. And for that, I started doing covers because for covers, you have to be good in just one drawing. So you have to be excellent. Mm-hmm. And I started doing cover art for French um, young adult books. I did that for a few years. And then I met C.B. Sibolsky. And uh, mm-hmm. C.B. Sibolsky was at that time a uh, talent scout, an international talent scout for Marvel. And he took my portfolio and kept it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> and I really didn't think it would go through any, anyway. But uh, um, then in, in December 2009, on the 28th or something, sent me a mail like, oh, can you do me a cover for like uh, January 5th? I was like, yeah, sure, let's do this. <laughs> and that was my first cover and then after that he gave me like Marvel actually hired me every month oh that's awesome um, and I actually wanted to go back a bit uh, you mentioned Asterix uh, <laughs> which isn't a comic that is super widely known outside of Europe um, yes. but it's it went it ran forever uh, for those yeah. who don't know um, the, the illustrator 
um, Albert Oderzo just died a couple days ago, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's really unfortunate because he's uh, like he is pretty legendary over there in Europe, right? He is. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. But uh, it's interesting that, uh, you know, that's one of the comics that you grew up in. As soon as you mentioned that, it popped into my head. Oh, yeah, he just passed. So, um, oh. yeah. Um, and if you guys have never read it, check it out. It's actually a really good book. There, um, is, there is a special kind of genius in Asterix. The first uh, Asterix is um, from uh, Goscinny, the writer. Because when you read it as a child, you only read the story. But if you take the same book 20 years after, and you realize that you miss almost half the fun because there are a lot of inside jokes that you only grasp when you're an adult. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely see that in a lot of books. And, uh, and then the, what I've read of it, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. So, um, So you mentioned Marvel, and your Marvel covers are... Uh, are th- they're just really great. There's two I really want to touch on. Uh, your work with Loki is <laughs> really, really, really good. And I, I really like that. Uh, Kid Loki, especially. I've always liked the Kid Loki design. Uh, it seems like you really enjoy that character. I see him come up a lot on, say, like your Instagram feed. Uh, do you have a particular connection to him? Well, uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, it. My work on Journey into Mystery is really the work that really got me uh, into comics, like um, as a legit comic book artist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, because before that, I was only doing variants, which is good too. But I never had the story. I couldn't work with uh, real material. And when I started working on Journey into Mystery, they would give me some grasp of the, the scenarios and... And I could actually develop something that would that would shape the uh, say the the image of the comic in itself. So I developed a deep uh, bond with with Loki, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I wanted to bring up is Dark Agnes, uh, a mm-hmm. book that that I love. I've been picking it up and really enjoying it. I know Thomas has been reading it too. Um, so I know you're doing the covers for that, and uh, she's also a French woman. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, so I, I really like the the idea of yourself doing the covers for it. And uh, specifically, is is she a character you were familiar with before you're off at the job? Did you read the the Robert Howard uh, work before that? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Eric Dunnan, of course, but. Uh... Uh, no, um, um, I never heard of the character before. No, to be honest, most people hadn't. And um, it, it was just really interesting to me that Marvel took the chance with that character. That's why I wanted to ask, is simply to find out if that's something you had been passionate about. Because it's it's such an obscure character in his in his group. It's, you know, it's not even his top three most popular characters. But I picked up the book, and oh man, it's so good! And that cover, that first cover, I really, really like. Uh, it really pops off the page. So, thank you very much. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, obviously you worked for um, some other companies in addition to Marvel. Yeah, um, I worked with basically almost everybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Dark Horse, DC, Boom, Dynamite, Valiant. Uh, I'm pretty sure I forget some of them, but uh, I, yeah. I just realized how many covers I have of yours. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot. Yeah. 
I know on my um, on my wish list is the uh, Powers of X number one variant you did. Ooh. Oh yeah, I love this one too. It's really very gorgeous. Like I love that one. So one of my favorite collected things that I have is um, I love to bring her up every chance I get because just to prove that she came from another side. But your work on Angela, um, the, those are some of my favorite ones because she's such a dope character. Yeah, I really love Angela. Like, yeah, but it's always the same when you work for a long time uh, on the series. You create a bonding with the characters in general. Yeah, especially you never come back to her. And Angela, I was also doing some interiors, so I got to love her even more. Yeah. Yeah, and I know. Also, there is also that thing that uh, sometimes I fall in love with the characters, with um, the readers. You know, I, I see them through the eyes of the people who talk to me about them, and I, I develop more love for them than I had at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. And. Uh, yeah, the Angela stuff also jumps out at me. So um, I'd like to go ahead and talk about. Let's let's just move on to die because, to be honest, I'm really excited to talk about this book with you. <laughs> um, oh, are we? <laughs> so uh, for those listening for the first time on our show, uh, me and Josue have been comic book readers pretty much our entire lives. Uh, yes. But Thomas has only been reading comics for about a year. Um, so it's been a lot of fun introducing him to things that we've read and explaining who creators are and why he should care. And <laughs> yes, this is all accurate. <laughs> I, I started with hard boiled. That's a good way to start. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe Thomas is the one who introduced, introduced us to die. That's right. I did. Yeah. He was just like, oh, I don't know about this new book, this book that you guys have been reading about. It's called Die. I was like, nah, I think I've seen it, but I haven't picked it up. And he just kept going every month, every month. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny because I picked up the trade. I was like, I want volume right now. So the first volume of Die was like six something at one of our local stores. And I was like, okay, why not? I was like, if I don't like it, I'm out less than $10. Mm. And... <laughs> The first page, oh my god. <laughs> and to be honest, I've picked up everything Kyrian Gillen since. And I hope you'll tell us a little bit about him a little later on because he's honestly one of my heroes now. Yeah. And I mean, the way you two work together, because it's funny that you said you used to write before, because I feel like your art tells a lot of the story as well. You guys complement each other so well in this book. And honestly like it's a super like dynamic duo his writing and your art like just complete this book and it's like absolutely gorgeous and i get every single issue now (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, i love to work with kieran like i I, we started working together uh, on journey into mystery and uh, uh, we've talked about doing something together ever since uh, like it was something we wanted to do. We were just waiting for the right moment, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I want to talk about the characters in Die because they're absolutely wonderful characters. And um, the best thing about them is there's two sides to each one. There's the real world, of course, and then there's in the world of Die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you had a variety of kind of uh, different I don't want to say influences, but uh, like characters that the characters are based on 
a variety of different sources. And I saw in another interview, you mentioned that Chuck had a very unique influence. Oh, no. Uh, Chuck is just a fool, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, it's quite funny you, you, you talk about him because uh, for a while I, I wanted to know which character I was because uh, <laughs> we, when we started working on it together, um, there was this moment with, where Kieran always had this small notebook with him and we used to talk a lot about uh, childhood and memories and he was taking notes about everything I, I used to say. And he had ideas, so he was uh, annotating the notes, you know. <laughs> and uh, for a while, I thought I was closest to Isabel. But Isabel is almost literally one of my best friends. So, like, <laughs> maybe not. And I really wanted to be Ash, but I know I, I wasn't Ash. And, Everybody wants to be Ash. <laughs> yeah, and one of these days, I just realized I was the fool. And that was the character I didn't like. You know, like, yeah, I, yeah I, I call him the man spreader. But uh, the thing is, <laughs> I it's really the closest character to to my uh, my own. But basically, I have very uh, very weird relationship to chance and and karma, mm. and I rely a lot on on chance in my life. And until then, it, it usually worked. And I also like to pretend that things are, are not real but when they get too annoying. Like for a very long time, I used to pretend that people weren't real because I was too shy. And now I reached um, a compromise, let's say, where I can admit that 500 people are real in the world. Which is the reason why you always uh, find some people you know, even where you're in in Iceland, like watching at uh, some some... You know, don't, like, don't name like, and you're like, oh, my neighbor from when I was 16. What are you doing there? I was like, oh. <laughs> and all the other ones are just on playing characters. Yeah, that's just really true. Each time you travel, you always find some people you live across the street from. <laughs> I do yeah. these spaces. Yeah. Um, well, specifically, what I was referring to is um, apparently you had said that Chuck was modeled off George Michael. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> yes, that's true. Like, uh, when I, I designed the character, each time I was trying to find which kind of models you, they would, uh, the characters would choose from the the reference from the eighties, nineties. And yeah. of course, George Michael has to be there, you know, with the, uh, the period when he was so fancy and full of thing. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I, I'm just curious how much of the, because obviously we have Karen Gillan, one of the premier comic book writers, but uh, how much input do you have on the, on the story? Like, are, are you contributing much as far as, like, where it's going? Because um, working across, you know, across an ocean from each other could be, I'm wondering how the the communication of that goes. Um, it's not something I'm familiar with, so. Oh, we only have a sea between each other. Oh, <laughs> like, over there. Yeah, yeah it, he lives in, in London, so. I forgot that, yeah. <laughs> not that far. Oh, because you never talk to him. Like, he's got the toughest British accent you've you ever seen, yeah. Uh, no, um, 
I don't really contribute to the story in itself, even though I know that Kieran considers that uh, I I do in some way. But uh, no, you know, um, I never knew how it was to co- collaborate really with somebody each time somebody gives me a script. But since we were supposed to be collaborators, each time he comes with something, I like to ask him questions, and sometimes. Uh, uh, maybe I asked too many questions and he has to rethink things. So this is my main collaboration to the thing. And of course, the visuals. Of course. <laughs> so um, really I don't want to spoil too much of the book for our listeners. We always are very careful because we yeah. want people to actually pick it up. <laughs> and <read> it. <laughs> my former teacher in art school, he, he used to be like this. He would never give you any answer. He would always only ask questions and then you realize that you never thought this far no i just wanted to draw cool robots Uh, (laughs) it's constructive though um because i've noticed um some of the books where everyone where one artist handles everything the writing the lettering everything it it always feels like one singular idea Mm -hmm. and it's really impressive when you see a good creative team come together like you and Gillen because you see that influence Mm -hmm. and I mean it's good to always you know have that other um, person there to kind of see where you might not see yourself going wrong or where you can go do something better Mm -hmm. and I mean honestly like praise (laughs) I mean Die is the book that made me love comics um, there was books that got me into indie comics, and obviously Marvel and DC will always have characters that I love, but Die was the one that solidified that I wanted to read comics for the rest of my life. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. But, you know, I always thought that collaborating with somebody uh, on a book it was like a dance. Um, when you dance with somebody, you have to trust the person to um, be there to support you in a way and guide mm-hmm. you also. But um, I'll say, yeah. you have to put your feet where uh, where they're supposed to go, you know, and you're yeah. never supposed to walk on each other's feet. And it's, uh, it's, it's really a dance. So you have to bring as much as you get, I, I guess. Yeah, so- I totally get that. So um, what I wanted to ask about was the um, uh, I, I got to talk about the grief night. Oh yes, Matt is my boy. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's something very compelling about his design. Like I, I, I like I like there's a gloom about him at all times, and I really appreciate that. And um, we've read uh, we've read volume two, so we've seen the other weapons show up. And that scene was particularly striking for me and Josue. It was so so cool. is is there some is there like a specific character that you're really enjoying uh, designing and drawing? Uh, I know you mentioned you know Chuck is most like you, and Isabel was your favorite to begin with. But is, is there a particular set piece that you really enjoyed? Maybe the big fight with the dragon. 
Oh, yeah, lots of draw dragons. Yeah, of course, uh, like any fantasy fan, I need a dragon at the moment or another. Uh, I really love to, I, I really love to design Ash, to be honest. Like, uh, it was really joyful to do. Uh, I don't know if the character, I think the character I love to draw the most is certainly Angela. I think mm-hmm. it's a very graphical character to draw. The, yeah, the whole sci-fi out of place in the fantasy. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to, to start um, with, she was my favorite character. Um, there is a lot of Final Fantasy in her design, to be honest. <laughs> I, could, I could see it. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, so. there it is. <laughs> Not go wrong with that. <laughs> um, I did have a question about actually that scene with the dragon. Um, so a lot of I people were saying <laughs> yes. <laughs> a lot of people are saying there was a lot of Tolkien influence in that particular um scene and now you know spoilers for anybody listening um look away now (laughs) um now with the reveal of the bronte family um i don't know if you can tell me this but is there some connection to like (laughs) other authors or (laughs) people we may know in this universe maybe <laughs> That's a big spoiler, Thomas. <laughs> I need to know. I'm sorry. I couldn't not ask. You, you won't get anything better than the maybe. No, yeah, and that's okay. fine. It's just, you know, after that reveal, I went back and read it again, and I got my fiance to read it, and she's actually the one that brought that up. She's like, there's like a lot of like, it feels like Tolkien. Yeah. And I was like, man, you know what? And she didn't know yet, but in my mind, it just started spiraling out of control. <laughs> I was like, what if this means this? And I just, a lot of um, conspiracy theories popped up in my head. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to ask. <laughs> but I'll take the maybe. I'll be patient. <laughs> uh, you will uh, than you are. I'm glad you brought up the Brontes because I actually wanted to ask about that. With their inclusion in the story, you're actually drawing real people in a comic book. Mm-hmm. How how was that? You know, did you have to do a lot of reference? Uh, and like, uh, I, was it a different process? Not really. Um, I already use references for the other characters, not for all of them, but some. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not that different but i'm not very good with likeness so uh <laughs> i guess i guess yeah, people really don't see it it was very it was very funny when uh, we did the talk in the, uh, the issue three because people was like oh she drew elijah wood it's like no i didn't but i'm straight up using Postman <laughs> ever since the beginning to draw uh matt and nobody ever noticed it <laughs> Oh, this is weird. Yeah. No, because I, I, I loved the, the, the Bronte reference. Um, that was actually um, when Thomas was telling us about the book. When that happened was when I when it hooked me for the book. Because <laughs> I'm such a literature nerd. I'm like, they did what? I'm going to read this book. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I just I was really appreciative of that. And I'm curious as to see where that goes as well. So um, now I do want to ask about Dai. Um, is this... From what I can tell, this book is ongoing, or is it planned to end? Oh, no, there is a set number. There, there's going to be an end. Okay. Do we know the end number? Can we give that out? 
you can definitely guess it. <laughs> because it's really not difficult. Okay. I think I have a guess, but I kind of want to save it. Is it 20? Well, maybe. Well, I think, I think she didn't say the, she was going to answer. She I just said we could guess. My guess is that the hint is in the back of the trades. Hey. Hmm. <laughs> All right, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the thing is with dye, there are a lot of very obvious things that are like in plain view, and mm. you only see them if you want to. <laughs> It's a, you know, it's like a, when I designed the, um, the logo for the, the book, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to straight up put a Dice 20 and fold it on the cover. Right. And it's going to be like very bold and in your face, but nobody's going to guess it before looking at it twice. And that's so true. Hmm. Interesting. So after Die, um, I would really like to see you do more interior work. And like you said, your um your art does take a bit of time, um, but obviously for the right book it would be worth it. Is there a specific project you you'd really like to work on, or uh, well, something you might have in mind yourself? Uh, for now, I'm just focusing on finishing uh, the series or doing it at least. I'm not yeah. close to finish yet. Uh, there might be options for the future already, but for me, what I would like to do, you know, I, I've been traveling for a very, very long time, and there is something uh, I would like to do about my travels. Maybe I would take time to do that. I'm not, I'm not quite sure yet. You know, I don't really like to plan. Like Kieran always freaks out when I say that. You know, I don't like to make plans. It's like, no, don't say that, please. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> Is there somewhere specific you'd like to to travel? Uh, no, I just I just love to travel. Like I, you know, it's it's just the excitement of being somewhere for the first two weeks. The first couple of weeks in any place is just awesome, and after it becomes it just becomes the usual. But for the first two weeks anywhere are just uh, the craziest thing. You know, uh, you discover the a new way of life. Like I, I really like to arrive in the country and just pretend I live there now. And so I go to the public bath and I go to the, the bars and uh, you know, I, I do nothing too fancy, but uh, I just try to guess how people really live there. I really love that. I, I can relate to that quite a bit. I, I try to do that when I go visit anywhere. Um, mm. Like I, I don't do the tourist things; I do the local things. So uh, you can do a bit of both if you if you stay enough. Like for a very long time, I didn't have an apartment anywhere, so I just had a very very big luggage, and I would stay as long as my visa would afford me. So I stayed a long time in Japan, uh, quite a while in in Korea, a lot in uh, South Asia. It sounds so strange to say that now, where every border is closed. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm really glad I did it before everything uh, happened. Yeah, uh, Japan is a wonderful country. I, I visited there myself, and it's it's yeah. it's like another world, but it's it's also very. I mean, the food is amazing, and it, it's yes. just a completely different feel. Yeah, I, I stayed there for eight months. That was great. Oh wow! I, I was only there for two weeks. I can only imagine eight months. So <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. 
Um, well, you know what? I do want to give my uh, partners here a chance to maybe ask any questions they have. So, uh, Thomas, do you have anything further you want to bring in? Um, no question. Um, I'm merely here to just continue to praise you. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, I just want to say the the line work on the pages for the flashback of the Bronte family was just like, I guess I could add a question into it. You know, is that something that you felt comfortable doing? Because to me, it almost felt like a different artist did that. And yeah, it just like kind of showcased style. your range of skills. I, I really love to change style. Uh, it's, you know, I, I can get bored quite easily. So I really love to uh, adapt the style to to whatever the story tells, you know. And it was, it was quite joyful to just take a, a nice pen and some really good paper and draw on actual paper and then I I hired the colorist to do color instead of me that was great too that's right yeah I don't remember her name but she's a Belgian yes, um, artist right the cook. that's right yes um yeah it was really awesome you guys really complimented each other yeah we're friends in, in real life she's a French oh, colorist perfect. very good I'm sure it's always nice to work with friends. Obviously, I get to record yeah. with my friends, so well, I love it. Especially at that moment, because this was exactly the moment where I broke my leg. So I was very yeah. happy that somebody did the hard work for me for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Oswai? Um Yeah, uh, Stephanie, you're pretty much just going to get more appraisal from me, too. Um, I was just, I was pretty much just finishing Wicked and the Divine, so I did not want to read anything Kieran Galen for a while. I still (laughs) forgive him for it. Um, And it was Thomas who, who intrigued me into Die, and it was truly your art that kept me to stay. Let it be known, it wasn't not because Kieran Gillen, he does not get any praise on this. I'm so mad. I'm so mad at him for finishing the divine. Well, he's very talented at the uh, has been a love hated by people. <laughs> yes, that's definitely his relationship. Um, <laughs> but thank you for the art because that's truly what makes me stay for die. Um, it is amazing. Thank you very much, Trudy. <laughs> All right, well. That's all I have, uh, Stephanie. Um, I, we really appreciate you so much uh, for joining us. And uh, again, with the time difference, uh, it's, I'm so glad we were able to work this out. Um, and, <laughs> uh, you can count on all, all three of us to definitely keep buying die. And hopefully uh, some of our listeners, if you haven't picked it up yet, the trades are available for one and two. Pick them up and then start picking up the book um, every time it comes out. You will not be disappointed, especially if you're into uh, tabletop games. It will flip it on your head. And also to let you know, in the notes of Volume 1, there are actually rules to make this comic into your own tabletop game, which I've been contemplating trying to run a series of. So, <laughs> but, Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so Our much. Pleasure. and um, have a good day. Be safe. And Thank hopefully you. we'll talk to you later on, okay? Of course. You know, I'm not moving these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Me neither. So, all right. Thank you, Stephanie. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye.